Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up on a two-hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, the sports veterans and great. The four for twenty-six, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I want to be a host. I'm Dev McMillan, and I'm at the round table this evening with my brother. Got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. What up, Jim? What's going yes, on, man? Yes, sir. Yes, you already sir. know, man. Uh, it's time to it's time to Jada and Styles Peters thing. B. Austin is off handling War Room business. Handling some family business in the process So shout out to him But look man, only one NBA Conference final is still going on That's in the East But we're going to still discuss both Uh, We'll also give you our thoughts on Magic Johnson Airing out the Lakers on national TV And much more, so keep it locked right here As we discuss all the hoopla in the world of sports And if you want to get in on the conversation yourselves Make sure you sign in right now To the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter. You know the drill at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about five minutes when we open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. But before we get started, you know you gotta give you a couple of reminders. The most important reminder is to make sure when we're not live on the air that you check out archive episodes of our show. And all of the shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network uh, during the week, you can do that at warroomsports.com, the War Room Sports mobile app. Uh, if you want to check us out in particular, you can also do that on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, most other places you do your podcast listening. But what up, Blueprint, man? You, did you... Uh, did you get a chance to get your bachelor's credits transferred over to Morehouse, class of 2019 yet? <laughs> man, listen, man. I'm, that, that, I'm working on a, it. Such a fire story right there, man. It, it, it's, but we could talk for a long time about that, man, because anybody who knows who had to, as my man PJ says, had to rumble them student loans, you know what kind of relief that is. And, and to your yes, point, your point was they, they, don't, they don't even recognize how great of a gift they got. Right. Right, and for anybody who who doesn't know what we're referring to, um, billionaire Robert Smith, uh, he was the commencement speaker at Morehouse College's 2019 uh, graduation this past weekend, and at the end of his speech, he announced to all 400 members of the graduating class that he's going to take care of all of their student loans for them, so that's one burden a great burden. I'm not just gonna say one burden because, like Jimmy just alluded to, man, if you've ever, for a period of time, I don't know if it's one, two, three, four, five years, or like some of us who've been rumbling them for 20 years, if you ever had to square up and go toe to toe with student loans, then you know how much of a burden it is. On you know, it just cramps your lifestyle sometimes, man. Like it's just corny <laughs> like that. And and and. 
like what Jimmy was just saying, because we talked about this off the air. My whole thing was that's big. And just being a part of, you know, this society, you know how big that is. But for those, you know, for those guys, because they all had smiles on their faces because, you know, that's big news right there. But I, I really don't think they really know the impact of that. And and some of them may find out because they might get some grad school loans and then they're, they're going to be fighting with those mm-hmm. in the years to come. I think those are going to going to be the only guys from that graduating class that really really understand how big that gift was, man. Like, because if but somebody you know said, crazy to me? good. The one thing the one thing that made me think about though the most powerful thing in all of that to me is, um, the fact that you're talking about a black billionaire at an HBCU doing it. And to me, like, what's lost in all of this is, like, this dude, he doesn't rap. He doesn't play ball. He's not on TV shucking and jiving for nobody. So the power in that, the power in just that itself is like, yo, I thought it was fire. Like, because the fact of the matter is, like, many people don't even know about Robert Smith. I found out about him a couple years ago. I'm not going to pretend to say, like, I've always known about him. Um, I think it's when Forbes did the article and we talked about it in our group chat. I was like, yo, guess boy. Um, he been on a low, <laughs> killing it. Um, but that was Shoot. the first time I heard about him a couple years ago. That, that was and, a couple and I'm years pretty ago, sure. Jimmy, but there's a lot of people that Googled him this week. Like, it's ball. But that's what I'm <laughs> saying. So, and we talked about that, too. On the flip side, man, from a marketing standpoint, and I know Dev's a marketing major, got his, uh, you know, his, his yeah. MBA in marketing. Yeah, I mean, he, he's diversified and educated. But I don't know if he could have paid. I, I think he got way more than, than uh, Is he? they said it's going to cost between 14 and $15 million. He got way more than that in pub for this. So it's oh, a yeah. win-win for oh, everybody. Yeah. Those, those are marketing dollars well spent. Like you said, he's going to get – I mean, because just imagine how many people looked him and his businesses up in the past five, six, seven days, you know, since he, he did that, however many days ago it was, last Saturday. But just imagine yeah. how many people are interested now in what he does and are finding out, you know, what businesses are his. Hell yeah, you, that's a great point. That's, and, that's and marketing when he's dollars in the room, well spent right When there. he's in the room to do another deal, he's the guy that paid off the student loans. Like, that just adds so much cachet to do a deal with him when he goes to do his next deal. Right. Like, right. he's the student loan looking at guy. him now as a, a smart guy, an honorable guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. all of that stuff goes into it when you're doing, uh, you know, starting a business relationship with people. I know yeah, one, so, thing I mean, done, uh, one thing is done. One thing is going to do for colleges all around the the country. Um, commencement <laughs> speakers going that pool just thinned out real quick because I think everybody <laughs> he, he, he just raised the bar. He raised expectations. Now you think like a lot of people think like yeah man I go get I get to get my face out there I get me a free doctorate and I get to give some jewels to these young dudes. That's all I got to do. Now people thinking like they're going to expect a gift at the end of this joint. Like I'm not paying no loans. I'm not giving no scholarships. Yeah, he he set the bar, yeah. so it's gonna be a lot of you know people declining commencement speeches from here on out because this is true. Living. This is true. Shout out to him, man. Shout out to the homie. Yeah, shout out to him. All right, let's let's get into what we're here to do. Let's talk some sports, man. And first, we're gonna get into some hot topics. With a board you usual by my bookie. Let's let's take a minute to talk about how much you guys can make betting on sports at my bookie. The Stanley Cup Finals are set. 
NBA Finals is soon to follow. So if you still haven't checked out my bookie, man, like we tell you every week, because every it's always something big going on in sports. There's no greater time to do just that. You can lay down some dough in the biggest games in sports. Just join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you guys are tired of getting a runaround from those other services when it's time for a payout, then we urge you to give MyBookie a shot. You win, they pay fast, no hassles. You're basically wasting your time sports betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. How crazy is that? So join now and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. You heard it right. 100% match. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid, period. And we also got the homie, you know, the homie Jadakus be shotting him out. But just, you know, whatever <laughs> Jadakus say, if you see Jadakus talking about it, just make sure you use promo code WARROOM, no matter what you see him saying. No matter what you see him saying, use promo code WARROOM. Shout out to Jadakus. I just tried to take your business. Um, all right, so big week in Lakerland, man. We've been talking about your squad, Jimmy, for a while. The Lakers, when they're not good, they're the news. When they're not even playing, they're the news. So nothing's changed this week. Magic Johnson, the reason you became a Laker fan, fan man. Yeah. He went on national TV, went on first take, you know, with those other guys on that other channel and basically aired the Lakers' front office out. Um, his, his, most of his vitriol was, was towards Rob Palenka because he credits Rob with being the one, you know, when we did the reports, we talked about people backstabbing Magic and people running around saying he's never at work, he doesn't do anything, basically he's just a figurehead. He points solely at Rob Palenka as being that backstabber. He said Rob wanted his job. Um, he told Rob, I'm only going to be here for three years, so I'm I'm trying to groom you for this job anyway. I guess in Magic's eyes, Rob Palenka wasn't patient enough, um, and he was the, the lead, basically, of sullying Magic's name, which ended up making him resign the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, he brought up some other names and some other scenarios as well, but you know, what what – What's your thought on all of this? Do you think, and this has been the conversation from all the talking heads, do you think anything Magic said, because when he finished it all, he said, oh, I'm still a Laker for life. They call me, you know, I'm still going to be in the building. I'm still going to be recruiting for him. But Magic had to know that what he was saying was damaging to the organization. So do you believe anything Mm -hmm. Magic is saying at the end of that one about, you know, him still caring so much about the Lakers, and two, how much do you think this hurt the Lakers moving forward, at least for the short term? I think that he, in his head, believes that he still loves the Lakers. I think he actually does still love the Lakers, but I don't think he understands the damage that he did do. If I'm a big-time free agent, I'm like, yo, it's craziness. I'm not messing with these dudes. It's crazy. Right, because you're thinking like, Rob Palenka's a snake. You know, Magic Johnson, the, the greatest Laker of all time, you know, leaves the organization, and then you're going to sit here and tell me I still love them and you should come to the Lakers? Like, that don't even sound right. Yeah, like, like yeah. <laughs> exactly. So for Jeannie me, can't control for me, her troops. Linda Rambis is really in charge, and she don't know nothing about basketball. 
Like, I, it Yo, for sound. me, it's kind of weird, right? Because mm-hmm. on one hand, it was very entertaining, right? The, the interview was very, <laughs> oh, very entertaining. I felt like he was telling his truth, and I say his truth because that's how he sees things. Um, another thing about this whole situation is, yo, Rob Palenka must be like the devil. I haven't heard one person say anything good about him on any channel, on the internet, actual agents speaking about him. Everybody calls him a snake. Like he took like Black Mamba to be serious, and he really wanted to be a Black Mamba. Like right. his name but, is. But yeah, the thing is. That was his reputation even before getting into the front office of the Lakers. Like, as an agent, I heard that the NBA, I heard that people hate him as an agent. Yeah, they actually hate so, like, him. I'm like, yo, what kind of dude is he that this reputation. many people hate him? He said because part of it was, what I hear is part of it was he was working for a firm, and he did all sorts of, like, lying and cheating to, like, basically go out on his own, you know, before he got Kobe and all that. And he he, he kind of finessed it and um at least that's what I heard. But but the right. point is I'm like his name is mud. So when your name is that kind of mud, even if magic is like lying, no one's gonna believe you anyway. Cause the even his response was kinda trash. Like, oh what is he talking about? Like, no, he didn't tell me that. Like my thing if somebody's right. slandering me like that, I may not like draw and go all the way in because you but I'm at least gonna like address it. I'm gonna say, yo, that's not what happened. His response was kinda trash to me. Right. right. Um, I mean, but, this but whole again, situation has been kind of trash because Magic, even through all of this, he's still, you know, he's still not claiming any regrets in how he left. And I'm like, okay, at some point, Magic, you got to realize that not talking to your boss slash, you know, someone that you call your sister, um, even though I, I hear they had sat down two days prior, but he never said anything about quitting. He claims that he thought about it. He doesn't just make rash decisions, so he had to know um, when he sat down with her. And then you just do this in an impromptu press conference in the hallway. Um, it's just a lot there. I mean, regret might be a strong word, but there could be at least some kind of admission. Like, yeah, I could have done that another way. But like, Magic, like, look, I'm not a regretful dude. I did what I did, said what I said, <laughs> and that's it. So it, it looks crazy. Yeah, but but I don't I don't understand how you can do that and then still say, hey, I love this franchise. I want what's best for this franchise. You really don't want what's best. You still could love the franchise. <laughs> you still could absolutely love the franchise. Whether you want what's best for them, that's questionable for one. But I think in his head he actually believes that, and I don't think he understands the damage he did. Or he did. Like, um, See, but that's the, the thing. thing. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards what you're saying, Jim, but there's a lot of people out there who are giving Magic more credit than us. And they, you know, there's a lot of people that think he knew exactly what he was doing. So so mm-hmm. by them saying that, without actually saying it, it sounds like they believe that Magic is lying, you know, at the end when he mm-hmm. says, I still love the Lakers. I'm a Laker for life. I'll recruit for him. I'm going to still be in the building, blah, blah, blah. Because if you knew the damage you were doing, and then you said that, like, that's One of the most interesting things about this whole thing <laughs> now, again, again, I'm torn because the team is, is, is pretty much worse than they've ever been. Um, but what I find interesting about this, because, again, you know, we all love business, and is when Max Kellerman asked a great question, which was, do you think in 2019 you can actually own a franchise in any of the major sports and run it as a mom-and-pop shop, 
or do the Lakers need to like you know either sell or level up and run it as this is as if it's a corporate organ, organization yeah. as Stop every other thing. There's not too many Lakers in power. Yeah, it's never it's not too it's not there's no mom and, and pop shops. Big companies and, and big brands on it, yeah. Like so you know, I thought that was an interesting question. Um which I think is something there. But it's, man, it's just it's just a it's just an overall mess. But I tell you one thing, man. Like you know, as we as they say in our ratchet TV shows, man, the T was crazy. He was spilling. He started naming the boy Tim, whatever his name is. He put him out there. Yeah, I'm magic. still trying to I'm still trying to figure out I'm still trying to figure out um, what Linda Rambis like. Yo, what's her what's her qualifications? Yeah, because Magic said, dude, and I can't think of his name right now, but he said Tim he would show up in the meetings. With stuff to say about the basketball side, and he's supposed to be more so on the business side. So imagine, like, you know, you got this dude talking. <laughs> Basically, too many, you know, too yeah. many chiefs, not enough Indians. Is that how they say it? <laughs> not enough Indians, too yeah. many chiefs, something like that. So mm-hmm. He said this, he said, this dude's in the meeting talking, so he has an opinion now. Rob Palenka has an opinion, you know. I guess Jeannie tries to really stay out of stuff, but. She's the person you got to run everything by in the end, either way. So Magic was like, it was just getting too crowded in the room. So he felt like, you know, he just didn't have the power that he was promised when he when he got there. And those are the sentiments that we heard throughout the reports before he actually went on TV and and gave this candid interview. But yeah, I, I'm just just wondering at the end of all this, like, how does Magic really think, you know? I, or was that just his cleanup attempt? He's like, man, I just burned the building down, but let me spray some water on it by saying, I still love y'all. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm going to be out here recruiting for y'all. I'm like, come on, man. Like like, like, like we already said, Rob Palenka already had a, a, a negative name in the, in the sport. Now you got the greatest Laker of all time, whose statue is out in front, even though Staples Center, they ain't hard to be in here, but still. Um, probably got Yo, a stash. I, I, real quick, on that, to like on, that note, man, <laughs> on that note, man, friend, friend of the show and the good brother, uh, Rob Parker, got to chill, man. <laughs> Rob Parker said that they should. First, he said that first he was saying they should snatch the statue down, but then he was like they should cover it up with a wet blanket <laughs> and banish magic <laughs> from the premises, from the facilities indefinitely. You know, until something happens and they actually make up. So I'm taking it, Jim, that you don't agree with that. <laughs> Yo, that's drawing. Like, I understand. Like, I've I've heard his shows, but he tries to do that. Um, he he's on the uh, the hot take train, like everybody else. Like, you know, but he's the hot, he's the hot take villain. He got to be with the negative. He he got to stir it up because so, uh, some of the stuff he said further on. Christian Broussard can clean about- it up. When he was talking about uh, Reggie Jackson and how Reggie Jackson is the same level in baseball as Magic is in basketball, I think that's a no, little, little drawing. He's the same level for the Yankees as Magic was with the Lakers. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. You, you, you drawing, dog. Like, Reg, Reggie Jackson might not even be a top five on his squad, let alone baseball on, on, right. so, as a Yankee. So listening to him speak, it's like, okay, I agree with you in the fact that Magic did a lot of damage. Um, and, you know, he may have been wrong. Like I said, Magic thought he was telling his truth. So he, in, in the midst of telling his truth, he did some damage that Jimmy and I still haven't come to a conclusion of 
you know, whether he did this purposely or not, he didn't know the, the damage that he was doing, but he was telling his truth. And in his truth, a lot of people got laid out, <laughs> a lot of bodies left around Staples Center. Um, but he's Magic Johnson, man. You, you can't take down his statue. You can't cover up his statue. Even if you did come to some conclusion, like you heard us enough for us to just say, let's part ways for a while and Magic won't be around the organization Yo, for a while. Even if you did that, you can't cover up the man's statue. The statue has nothing to do with what's going on now. He got that for what he did on that hoop court. So. <laughs> You think about when you think about everything going on, like the ball, the ball had to be smarter too, though. Like, let's just say the snake ball really wanted him out of there. It's like, it's, <laughs> I feel like the way he went about it was like so trash. Like, yo, he's one of the most beloved people in basketball. You know, stuff's going to get back to him. So maybe that was your intent to force him to do what he did because you actually got the job. But all you did was further mutter your name. Your name is absolute must. So if she decides one day, hey, listen, um, he's not going to be a part of this. I don't know what else he's going to do in basketball, just based upon the things I'm hearing people say about him and his reputation. Um, right. Kobe's no longer playing, so he kind of he kind of jumped right in there. Once Kobe got off, he jumped right in there. So in basketball, I don't see what he does after this. Right, let's see. I, gotta make and I've play. heard every side of this about Magic and Rob and even Kobe now that you bring him up. Like, there are people who talk about this story, and it's not like speculation that Kobe has something to do with the power structure over there. Like there's people mm-hmm. where it is 100% a sure thing in their mind. And they just talk about it. Like we all know, you know what I'm saying? They, they talk about it like we all know that Kobe's pulling the strings. Yeah. Like yep. there's actually people who report that. And if you didn't know anything about the story, you would automatically think out of your ignorance that, Oh, Kobe Bryant has something to do with this because people, mm-hmm. some people opinion of it is just that. So we don't know that. We I've heard the speculation that Kobe's had something to do with this. But but even from mm-hmm. Magic's side, I've heard all kinds of things. I've heard that Magic messed it up for other black, you know, executives trying to get jobs <laughs> in the NBA because of how he handled this thing. Like I've heard every single scenario out there. It's like people, like you said, man, the hot take central <laughs> is where we're living. We gotta, right we gotta, we gotta get this soundbite from a Street Fighter. Say toasty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yo, that's all cats be doing now, man. Toasty. That's all people we do now. Yeah, he ruined right, so we, executives. Come we on, We got man. some calls on the line. We got the. I see the homie Nige on the line calling in from GA. Let's get him James on the line. James, James, James <laughs> Dolan ruined it for white owners. Come on, man. Stop no this. doubt, Nige. What's going on, man? You're in the war room. What up, Magic man? ruining some black executives trying to get jobs in the NBA. <laughs> we was this close to getting all the jobs. Now we gonna get none. Of them. <laughs> Magic. Hey, but but since since we going down this route, can, I mean, can we revisit uh Big Bad Magic Johnson? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, we yeah. even, like, I think we need to bring that back into the conversation too. But uh, salute to Magic though. <laughs> Salute to Magic on this one, man. I don't think Magic is the wrong guy here. I, I think everybody's looking in the wrong direction. I think Rob Palinka came on with the promise of he's got a special relationship with players, contacts, agents, and all this other stuff. And what actually came about was a lot of people hate his guts within the industry and were willing to not do a deal based on dealing with him. 
or would try to short him on deals. So he ended up hurting the organization because all he brought was baggage as opposed to him bringing a strategic advantage. So I think Palinka is not good at his job. At his job, he's a transactional culture vulture uh, from his Michigan days, where he, he, he used those contacts to move into the agent game and, and do what he did. And now he's used Kobe Bryant to get into the office door here and get to this industry. Uh, probably, you know, made reference to Meyer over at Golden State. Hey, he's an agent. He did it. They ain't got nothing to do with you. You're bad at your job. That's why you traded Zubac across the hall for Mike Muscala because you're bad at your job. So hopefully he's out of there. But then we got to remember, man, Magic's a dude of a certain age, man. You can't call black men of that generation lazy or infer that they might be la- Like, do you know how furious he was when his assistant was probably reading him the email? They talking about me on the computer? What? Like, Magic was probably fired <laughs> hot, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, an uh, old man, yeah, they CC'd you in the email. They said it's an accident. Yeah, like, I believe that was an accident. So, I, I'm sure Magic just went off the deep end at that point. And when he went to Jenny to come for Buddy Job, and Jenny was like, nah, we keeping him. You see what I'm saying? His hands were tied at that point. He didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he don't want to ruin his brand ambassador uh, hustle that he got. So, you know, he's going to be back in a few years. He'll probably do more Dodger stuff and, and all of that because his name in L.A. is his name. So he's going to keep getting money. But you didn't hire him to crunch numbers. You hired him to kiss babies and cut ribbons. Like, let's not try to turn yeah. this into something else. Uh, Jenny Buss is bad at her job, dude. Let's, let's just be honest. She was yeah. trained to run the business. Like, she's really good at partnerships. Uh, understanding, you know, new markets, how to get endorsement deals and all of that stuff. But when it comes to Mm -hmm. running the franchise, she appears to take opinions from everybody and weigh them all the same. And, you know, you just get this weird way of managing things where she she just has done a horrible job, uh, similar to her brother. And never forget, she used Magic to run her brother off that damn job. Magic got with her, and they went with the board and forced forced the brother out. So let's not forget that Magic, you know, he, he's thinking about that as well. Like, look, I'm the one who helped you get this again uh, to take it from your brother. So I'm, I'm less down on Magic. I'm more I'm more focused on Raggedy Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss, man, because you, you call him Kurt Rambis in them. I haven't seen anybody whose name is that mud in the league, though, like – you know, so I, I look around. I, I've called people to ask questions, and you know, I've read, I've read the articles, watched the videos, and, and like everybody talks about this dude. I'm like, what? This is his. I've never seen anybody in any sport. I'm talking about any league whose name is this mud. <laughs> at least, at least, look, not someone who just got a job as big as this one. Like, how did he get? Yeah, this job? like yo, I didn't know. Right. That, like, I didn't know his name was this bad inside the industry. It's crazy. Yeah, and what and think about the industry we're talking about. We talking about some raggedy dudes. So it's like, dude, was you like out here like City Tony? Was you not giving people, you know what I mean, giving people they call when you poach one of their players? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Your you player just the chose game? me. You're right, right. Your you player chose you? me. <laughs> what was he doing? Like you're right. What was he doing to, to piss off Kobe the industry? industry. The o- he wasn't Kobe's the only original. one story. He wasn't his original uh, agent either, so it's probably some shadiness there too. Well, well the only one story I heard is he was before, so I could understand that. Before point. he had his own agency, he supposedly worked for a bigger firm, and he supposedly stole a bunch of stuff and, and made a bunch of lies in order to take people to his firm when he started out solo. So it kind of mm-hmm. like rubbed the whole industry the wrong way. 
and then in between, kind of like, just, like did with magic, putting the business out there, <laughs> telling people that magic wasn't, a, you know, coming to work and he didn't do anything, yeah, so, so he so, can get everybody on his side. Yeah, it so they said that and he's in those, he's supposed to be like a notorious liar and all that kind of stuff. So people just don't respect this guy, and that's crazy. Like, you know, he's he's the real Mamba, he's a snake. But um, right, you're right about that. <laughs> the whole time people will blame Magic, like nobody wants to do a deal. Like they were doing a deal to spite the other guy. Yeah, they can't stand that dude, man. So so I, I don't know. We're gonna get some more information because people are gonna start leaking stuff, especially when he loses. Yep. You know, this job eventually. That's when the the claws mm-hmm. will really come out. People will really start leaking info. But either way, though, dude, this this is you know it's a bad situation. But I think we kind of oversell it uh, because look, dude, players worried about weather. They worried about what women are there. They worried about are they parking mm-hmm. close. They worried about what the city has to offer. Like this whole thing to where players are really, really, really worried about management is more like the industry talking uh, for itself. When yeah. we make the free a- yeah. free agency meetings into like these boardroom situations of like, dude, y'all worked on that presentation for five hours. That dude walked in there, ate the meal, and had no plans on signing with y'all because he had no plans on signing with y'all. But he damn sure was coming to the event. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we turned it into people are being swayed in the boardroom. Well, we showed Kevin Durant the ways that he would be able to get the ball and score in Golden State. I remember they said that for that <laughs> five years. Nah, he was planning on coming with y'all regardless. <laughs> Like you need to remember explain the Clippers, to KD how he gets shot. Like, remember the Clippers uh, called in Blake Griffin, and they showed his uh, his, his jersey getting raised in the Raptors. And then they called a few people and they said, "Boy, y'all better trade that dude. Bad knees, kind of old, and yeah, I'm gonna get rid of that dude." And they show as hell did. So, so it is what it is. But the industry likes to to speak about itself in ways to make them. Uh, way more important than what they are. Uh, similar to the analytics community, middle finger, middle finger to all of y'all. Some of y'all respect the ones who actually, you know, did some clinics, did some coaching or playing and respect basketball and aren't turn, trying to turn it into a damn uh, RPG of twos and threes across the, <laughs> you know, across the screen. Like, like do, do y'all remember when teams had their own style because of the yeah. talent that you drafted? So if you were the Cavaliers yep. and you were sorry, you got Mike Rotello and you said, we'll slow this thing down and we'll win in this mm-hmm. fashion because this is the talent that we have. Now we got everybody yep. playing the same way and we're crediting the coaching for wins. Like, this is insane, bro. <laughs> but you know what's crazy, though? It, 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 it's so many things to what you just said, right? So I remember um, Golden State when run TMC. They, they, they had a certain level of talent, so they played a certain way. Um but these teams, man, like I, the future of the game is, is, is going to be very interesting. With everybody doing the same thing with the analytics. It, it's it's mm-hmm. it's really, really, really going to be interesting because, I mean, we're going to have a league full of people that's running around jacking. I mean, we almost do. Like watching the Bucks play, it's like that's what yeah. they do. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's yeah, it's almost like we already have that, man. So it's kind of nasty, but. This is where this is kind of like where we're at with the game, but it's definitely nasty right. though. Right. With that said, I'm enjoying it. I'm not trying to be the old guy, you know, waving that cloud. I'm just saying, you know, if this keeps going, we're gonna lose a lot of creativity, and we're gonna we're gonna miss out on a lot of things that made the NBA what it is as far as being a special league. But man, thanks for letting yeah. me on, y'all. But know you know I what though, real, real quick, Notch, to your point, as we as we get more analytics and more threes, the other thing we get. It's more dramatic. It's like that meme I always show you, Dev. Like, 
days since the NBA hasn't been dramatic and it's like zero. <laughs> the NBA is, is, is just just a, just a, it's just as much about what happens off the court as it is what happens on the court. And the mm. NBA has kind of like been a topic of discussion. I remember back in the day, it seemed like when the season was over, it was over, and no one even talked basketball. You know what I'm saying? Until the season right, started. We used to talk about now how the NFL dominated the news cycle all year round. Not the NBA. Yeah, like, no, we so want to be drama. <laughs> we want yeah, to like the reality y'all TV, reality TV drama game. Right. <laughs> you remember when ESPN tried to roll out that. Uh, that entertainment uh, arm of ESPN, they have Mario Lopez, yeah. and they tried to roll it out, and everybody rejected yep. it. If they rolled that out now, it would work, but they would they yeah. may have been a little too early. But, yeah, I, I think you're right on that, man. A lot of the 24-7 yeah, media stuff is just like fluff stuff or what-ifs uh, to the point of just <laughs> More three-point shots. <laughs> more three-point <laughs> shots and more drama. Hey, can we get to the All NBA teams and how reporters should not be able to affect people's salary or the idea of whether you get a supermax or not is based on? Well, I don't think Clay Thompson or I got a bone to pick with LeBron, so I ain't putting him. Like this is, ah, it's 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 weird. Like after all the years of seeing people get snubbed for things like Hall of Fame and you know these kind of teams by reporters. It's crazy that you're actually agreeing to contracts that have something to do with the opinion of a reporter. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> like, if my team, you know, like, yeah, come on. Y'all know what I'm doing out here. I don't need, you know, shit lock or nobody like that to tell you that I'm worthy of getting this suit. That, that is, that's weird to me, man. That is so weird to me. Yeah, and if we're keeping it a buck, you give the average reporter, even beat reporters for that part. Give them three questions with Pop uh, and, and see if by question two they're asking some narrative stuff and trying to answer their own – get him to answer their own question, and Pop will expose them for not actually watching or understanding what they were seeing in front of, which Pop does all the damn time. But a lot of times they deserve it, man, because, man, the reporters <laughs> we're talking about, those guys, man, come on, dude. Right. <laughs> Can't get it. Uh, Either way, man, y'all hold it down. I'm going to, you know, hang back and listen uh, to Toronto for trying to win, man. Stop trying to ruin (laughs) the finals for us. Let us watch Raggedy Milwaukee. (laughs) All right, man, I'll let you know. (laughs) Take it easy. All right, we got some more calls waiting. Mine's blowing up. We got uh, Tobias calling in from Arizona. What up, Tobias? What's going on, fellas? Roll damn tide, baby. Roll damn tide. <laughs> Roll and, uh, damn tide. You know, here's the thing. That I was about to say that analytics asked when you're going to pick up my line. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> analytics says <laughs> if we hold off for another two minutes, that's a much, you know, that, that's a better percentage shot than us picking it up after 30 seconds. So we get a chance to get ready, you know, all kinds of bull crap. But um, what's your thoughts on the whole magic situation, man? If that's his sister, good lord, I wonder, I wonder how he is when he hates the woman. Oh, uh, <laughs> thing, right? She can say he wants to about Rob Palenka. How the hell can you have the power to hire somebody? He go, how the hell will people give you final say on hiring, firing if you're never in the damn building? Uh, it's like hey, magic. Because it's, it's, it's 2019, man. What you got to be in the building for, though? Let's be real, though. 
about what do you have to be in the building for in 2019? Can he at least be around? No, what I'm saying is, no, 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 let's let's be real. And my Tobias voice, let's be honest here, right? He was at every game. He just wasn't there day to day. But in 2019, what do you have to be there for day to day? Magic came for the fun stuff. I'm going to the game tonight. (laughs) Yeah, he's being the game. But what I'm saying is, in 2019, you ain't got to be there. You ain't got to be there day to day. And I'm not not defending him. Because, but he told her that up front. Here's the thing. Him going to the game is like watching TV at work. Watching Channel One at school. Shout out to Channel One, Lisa Ling. Uh, but here's the thing. Magic Johnson, my thing was, why did they hire him in the first place? The guy was never going to be a good he, – he, he's never been a grinder. You have to be in Serbia scouting guys or like watching Belmont play and find the next P.J. Tucker, the six-foot-five fat guy who played center in college, I think. But uh, – that's, that's what those guys yeah, I, I wouldn't say why, because their thinking behind it, in my belief, is pretty obvious. Like, Magic Johnson is an icon. Um, shoot, a part of why he was almost getting in trouble for tampering is because dudes wanted to talk to him, and everybody figured everybody who went to talk to him might end up being a Laker one day. So, listen, man, that's, that's a big part of it. He's Magic Johnson, so they felt you know, the Lakers have been striking out the last few years as far as free agents go. They thought he was going to get I mean, here's the one thing. He, he pulled, got LeBron. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't so even know if we would have given he, him the credit, but. We could have gotten LeBron. got LeBron. Right. LeBron yeah, James is there. LeBron, LeBron, we LeBron, gave, him the credit the, LeBron gave him the credit uh, in the shop. LeBron said that he was one of the reasons I came here because he, he yeah. met me at my house the minute he could. Rob Palenka yeah. wasn't there. It was magic. But LeBron also so, knows the value of drama as well. Brian knew what the hell absolutely he does. Whether we give him the credit or not, you say, you pulled, say you know, LeBron is there, so you get that's on his watch. So, so, so you gotta Because he, here's how it works, man. Heavy heavy is the head that wears the crown. So she wanted to be the the the, the uh, HNIC, so to speak, and that's what she got. So if you say HBF, how could you be successful? If you say I ain't want to use that word, that's toxic. If, 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 if you if you want to say <laughs> if you want to say um, How can you be successful not being there My thing is how can you hire someone Who's telling you up front I'm not going to be here And, and, and his magic voice I ain't going to be here Like, I, So I can't knock him If he's telling you up front I ain't going to be here And you still hire him You know my thing is It's like uh, To me he did more damage with that Going on TV doing that Especially the day he hired a new coach And uh you know, you can say you want to about Frank Vogel, you know, but, it's, you know, let's just be honest here, guys. The Lakers are – I never thought I would say this. The Bulls are better run than the Lakers right now. At least the Bulls are – I agree. Hey, I don't know which one's worse. The Bulls, are, the Bulls front office is losing them too. They're probably still blaming Derrick Rose being hurt for all their problems, uh, <laughs> you know. But you cannot – to me, in my opinion, you can't just – Base your strategy on wait, hoping a free agent signs with you. I think you should build your team up and probably trade for that guy if you know he ain't coming back, or at least have a solid foundation. Because just hoping that guy's gonna come. What happens if that guy doesn't come? What's your plan B? Got no damn plan B, man. Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> and, Only plan A. And I got to about the. 
I got to say this about the Warriors, right? Ever since KD come, got hurt, you're talking about, I'm talking about white hot Hiroshima-level heat hot takes coming out right now. Uh, I know Golden State is playing great. But can we be honest about this? They played the Trailblazers. They're a good team, but they ain't great. I didn't know Evan Turner was still in the league. Uh, <laughs> you know, I know they won those 73 games, but 73 and 9 lost flew a 3 1 lead. Uh, the first year they won the title, Kyrie and Kevin Love was hurt. Same injuries, everybody had to look. But it wasn't like these guys were like the bad boy pissed and so the bull just running through everybody. They it was fortunate. And what and how many chips they would have won if K D never showed up? Because the thing K D gives them is when Matthew Delavadol would be giving Steph Curry that work and making Steph Curry crawl to his shell, uh, K D can get you that bucket. Cause there, there were plenty of games in these past two seasons where LeBron was giving them that work and uh and K D got them buckets because K D could make them work on defense. So, I mean, here's I the thing. I, 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 I don't like having this argument because how do we know one way or another? All we're doing is speculating on both yeah. sides of this. That's all we're doing is speculating. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but but here's, here are the facts. The facts are the last, like, 35 games without KD and Steph playing, they're, like, 34-1, and one, right? That's a fact. The last, like, 35 games without, without Steph and KD playing, they're, like, 9-25. and 25. Or something nine and something stupid like that, but I'm not saying they don't need KD because I mean, how could you how could you say you don't need someone who is essentially um, a Hall of Fame player? Like right. who doesn't want to have arguably a Hall of Fame player? I think he, because to me, I look at it a different way. Uh, uh, Tobias, to me, the luxury that he gives them is Steph taking off those games, <laughs> even though they lose most of them, but like. <laughs> I think him and Steph, like Dev asked the question, like my question, like when you was in a group, like how do these dudes get so many days off? They get so many days off because he's there. They you know what I'm saying? Other. So I think, <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that gives them that luxury. But the the, the number, like let's get in our analytics bag. They show that they're a better team without KD and with Steph than versus with KD and without Steph. That's I'll not saying why. that they don't need him. I tell you why, the team was built for Steph Curry. You got a bunch of stiffs like Kevon Looney setting screens, setting them and getting Curry open. And Curry's in great shape. He runs people around. The one thing that I want people to notice about this team, this team takes a lot of a lot of mid-range jumpers for a team that's a great three-point shooting team. They take a lot of mid-range jumpers, and they and they just take a lot of threes, a lot of mid-range jumpers that have diversified offensive set, and they're great on defense. The reason mm-hmm. he used to lose to San Antonio all the time was Pop was like, hey, these clowns ain't going to take a mid-range jumper. I'm just going to run my mm-hmm. three-point line and have Tim Duncan swat they jump. <laughs> you know? And, the thing, and this team was built because around Steph Curry and his skill set, which a smart team does. Like like the Cleveland team did with LeBron. They put the team around his skill set. And that's what you're supposed to do. But this, but KD does give them that luxury where, where if he has to make Clay Thompson dribble, he could pick up the slack. Uh if, if Steph Curry's having an off game, KD could pick up that slack and bring you home. And I think that's the thing right there, because right now Portland couldn't make that. 
and here's the other thing about this team. They built so well where they can put some defense that Steph don't have to with anybody. And, uh, and, I, and I think they're so smartly built. But we must also realize also the game has to be played. Iguodala's older may get hurt. Livingston's older. A smart team may let Draymond shoot five threes. He makes them. He just makes them. You know, so I, 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 won't, I won't go off saying that, that they'll beat every great team in history by 30 points. I think they'll, I think they'll probably win it, but I will hold off on saying they're better about KD. No, I, I don't think they're better without KD. I think the, I think the whole thing is, and the reason why people are saying, um, they're better, like they, they moved the ball the way, like you said, the way they were intended to, the way the offense was originally built for this team. They get to move the ball. KD is so good. And this sounds cliche, but it's just like when you have anybody of that level on the floor, it's going to be a lot of ISO and a lot of dudes going to find themselves standing around waiting for him to do his thing. And it's no different here, even though Steph is, you know, just as high on the totem pole as KD. But, you know, KD is a different animal. So the offense is a little more stagnant when he's there. But with him in the lineup and with everybody else there full strength, it just makes them that more scary. Like, cause I don't think they would have just dominated the league had he never come there, even though, you know, they had just gone 73 and nine. I don't think it would have been a given every year that they were going to win the title, but I think you add KD to that team and it's like, nobody's going to beat these dudes. They're going to win the championship until he leaves or until this team. Yeah, gets but, I think that's what he adds, but they, you know, they can still beat every, they can still beat most teams on most nights, and they've proven that even when he's not in the lineup because the team turns into a different type of team. All right, but we all let you, Tobias, peace, man. All right, we, we, yes, we still rocking here. We got, um, we got Rob calling in from Cali. Laker land. Rob, what's going on, good brother? What's your thoughts, man, on Magic Johnson? You mad at him or no? Oh, what's up, y'all? Hey, how y'all doing, man? It's your boy Rob, a.k.a. Yo, going down with the shit, man. Don't come in the captain about going down with the ship. How y'all doing, man? All right. How are you? you think I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, I would be awesome with here, man. So that's how I can hear his thoughts, but he ain't here. Um, he I try to look at the <laughs> Who cares? Who is who? I'm looking at the left. This is about the summertime. I ain't got time to think about no EJ, PJ, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? saying? Talking about you I'm, looking, I'm, looking looking at Yoki, I'm looking at Yoki. I'm looking at Yoki. I'm looking at Chalet. I'm looking at all the different types of ch- different types. Hello? Yeah. Go ahead, man. You, you mad at Magic or no? Um, here's the thing. I try to look up objectively. And so I look at it like Magic, as big as he's a Laker, he tries. He tried to protect his brand, and the thing is, is that in doing that, he threw the Lakers under the bus. Like some of it, some of it, I believe it was true, and some of it, I believe it is his truth, as well as maybe he was out of the office. He, of course, because he got stuff to deal with, stuff like that. But the thing is is that Magic um, massaged the media or tried to massage the media into being on his side. 
And I think because it was coincidentally, it was the same day as they're, inter- as they're doing a new coach and they're trying to get the team back together, right? And so the thing is, Magic basically just trying to protect his brand and, and this and may not look good for the Lakers. I don't believe that it was um like um like what the guy with all the car was saying, the born before B. Austin, not I'm just gonna be Austin, Tobias, dude, it doesn't matter about vacation spots and this and that. New York has been the the big apple, one of the biggest markets in years. They don't they don't have any big time free agents who came there since I mean, since forever. I mean, you know, I, I can't remember. Like, Carmelo was a trade, so, you know, Amari. it doesn't matter. That the, uh, Amari, yeah, Amari, but other than that. Uh, uh, yeah, but other than that, yeah, but other than that what, 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 who, who else? Exactly. Like, make like, a counterpoint. I was just giving you the name. I, I mean, but other than that, who else? It's about the, it's about the organization structure. Just like, well, what Tobias says said about the well, Chicago being the best, better than the Lakers organization right now. Yeah, he's he is he is right. I mean, for crying out loud, like dude, like they have something to build on. The Lakers organization is so dysfunctional. Yeah, I might go here and get some non-black yams. You know what I'm saying? Like or mixed yams. But you, you know, that that's how dudes get down. No, but, that, that's how dudes get down. That's how, that, that, hey, ass, don't blame me, Ben Swaggy T. But, but the Lakers listen, man, have something to build on. So, like we always tell you, once you get into the LeBron James business, then it's no longer about building. It's, it's about acceleration. And all of those building pieces are, you know, if they can get what they want, those building pieces are going to be gone. But we can't say that they don't have something to build on. But when you have 16, 17 titles, however many titles they have, they're not used to having to wait as long as they've had to wait. So, you know, you did end up landing that big free agent. So it's time to speed it up because his career isn't going to, you know, go on forever. He only has a four-year contract. He got three more years to try to win a championship with LeBron James. So a lot of those Yo, building somebody pieces. Said, Rob, I don't know. That, that's right, Rob. Right. You got a lot of, yeah, you got a lot of noise going on in your phone, man. Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear, can, no, can, yeah, yeah, we no, can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. No, All right, keep, make a quick keep, point, keep, man, because we got to roll. Make another, make your last oh, point. Oh, I, I want to hear you speak, man. Or, or Jimmy can tie, man. I didn't hear Jimmy. All right. Well, just, no, just um, stay online, man. We'll, we'll oh, 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 all right. But yeah, yeah, but, but, but yeah man. But, but, but yeah, like, uh, real quick before I go back to the, 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 the Lakers, yo, Thank God that Carson Wentz came out of his knee brace. You know, I'm going back to church. So every time I go to the old, I pay for myself, my family. And last but not least, I pay for Carson Wentz all the way at the end. So, yeah. Um, yo, uh, Carson Wentz got his knee brace. He ain't got no nothing along the OTAs. I think the Philadelphia Eagles will trade for a pass rusher because that's the biggest need they need. Um, I think the offensive tackle that they got is going to start from day either the third game, by probably day one, he's gonna start because Jason Pierce on his last leg. Now, as far as the Lakers is concerned, as far as the Lakers is concerned, I mean, it's the red zone. You're right, cause it's the red zone. Because I would love to have a Tyron Lue on the team. Like people can say what they want, but he won a championship. He been to the finals 
a few times too. So it's like, okay, you know, we have a championship winning guy, but now you got Frank Vogel. It's like, really? Quite frankly, it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous. So, um, right. I I, I, I right, don't man. know. I'm gonna sit back. I'm, I'm gonna sit back and watch. I don't. I it it's. I I don't really expect anything big to happen. Hopefully, I'm wrong and come Robbie can come together. But the next couple of years, I just expect LeBron to go that they break the pieces and put back and put back together. Uh, first of all, I do want to say thank World Women Sports for being World Women Sports because everybody has been taking game after game. First, they say Toronto Raptors don't have enough pieces. Then Toronto Raptors are. Then they come back again, and now people are shocked. And now people are talking about Drake. And that's, that's why I like rolling sports. Y'all just they don't shot. jump to – Toronto won two games at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, that's why I don't like watching the mainstream media because it's like they just – they just. I mean, instant gratification. It's like, dude, like, relax. It's a, it's a series. It's a series. Like, people act like they don't forgot about sports. Like, come on now. Like, the people have, like, like uh, they, they, do they have memory loss? Are they that, just, like, that instant gratification? Yeah, they like, do, man. We live, in a, we live in a time of entertainment, man. But, Rob, we got to move on, man. So, we holler at you next week, all right? Peace. All right, peace. Yeah, this whole uh, magic thing is definitely. But what does he do for the black people? doesn't do anything. You call up and think, well, you know, he's, opened a, business, people he's, have he's a, opened a lot of businesses in, in inner people, city neighborhoods. The Jewish people have a, what has he done? Can you tell me? Big Magic Johnson, what has he done? Well, yes, he he's a business person. He, he's uh, got AIDS. Did he do any business? I like. <laughs> yeah, what is Donald Sterling doing now? Stop counting his money. Yo, somebody, somebody oh. definitely should have like got him and got his opinion on what's going on. I know, I know. Some bad reporting going on out there in California, man. Who doesn't somebody go got to fire him. What do you think about? You know, what do you think <laughs> about uh, Magic? <laughs> what has he done? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. yeah what's he done? What has he done? What's he done for the black? Yeah. First of all, you call people. the black people for the black people. <laughs> you call us the black people. <laughs> all right, man. So. Well, that that whole saga, we'll see if, if Matt's words have any um, lasting effects on the organization, or if or if Dirty Rob can turn it around. I, we I think we'd all be surprised if he did that. Um, moving to the NFL, man. That sounded that felt weird because I haven't said that word in a couple of years. But the um, Washington Professional Football Team, we you know they signed. Foster when he was suspended uh, last season for a domestic violence charge um, and was released by the San Francisco 49ers. And a lot of people said, you know, it was a bad move um, as far as character is concerned. In OTAs, he was just carted off the field a few days ago, and it's confirmed that he has a torn ACL. And I've heard a lot of my, you know, friends who are fans of this team finally come out and just say, yeah, we're cursed. <laughs> we're cursed. <laughs> but the thing is then like when this dude hurt his knee, like there were a lot of people out there who were giggling, like this is karma um, for them signing him and stuff like that. Like, do you take it that far? Is it that serious that you're kind of like 
that giggling because somebody tore their ACL and you're laughing at the team for signing a guy when, you know, he didn't have any criminal charges as of yet. Everything ended up getting dropped, but people are saying this is karma. That's what they get. That's what he gets. You think people are too hard on these athletes and these teams? Damn. That's 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 a bit much. Like sheesh. Yeah. Yeah, I think I that's a bit much. People everywhere. draw. That's a bit much. Yeah. People yeah, people that's like, a bit much. That's karma. I'm like, damn, the thing is, I mean, even when we see stories where it looks like, you know, be like, all right, this dude look like he did this, even if that's what you think. Like none of us were there. There's no proof because, you know, the case ended up going nowhere and getting dropped. So it's like once you once you're guilty in the court of public opinion, man, it really doesn't matter. And there's a lot of people out there who's who's saying that kind of thing. But this is a major injury, um, for the team because the moves that they've made on the defensive end of the ball, you know, from the time that they picked him up uh, last season to the off season and everything they've done to free agency in the Looking up, this is a major, major, major part of that. You, uh, you, you break it up a little bit, it's a little choppy. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they Hello? ended up uh, signing. Yeah. Oh, that's better. That's, yeah. that's better. They, they ended up signing yeah. somebody to replace him, linebacker, um, Bostic. But, yeah, my, my main thing was basically dealing with social media and the fans and what everybody thought and people laughing and saying this is karma. I sometimes think that, you know, sports fans and just people in general just take things a little too far. Like, it's really, really not that serious. Um, shout out to him for a speedy recovery. Uh, the Stanley Cup Finals, we just giving a shout out because y'all know – you know, if our team's not in it, we don't really jump on this bandwagon too much. <laughs> but the Stanley Cup Finals will begin on Monday. First puck drops uh, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. The St. Louis Blues, representing the Western Conference, will be taking on the Boston Bruins. So here we go again, Come on, Jimmy. man. Not, not, not another Boston. Come on. <laughs> well, here we go Come again on. with Title Town and, you know, possibly getting another title. And they swept the Eastern Conference Finals to get there. So, you know, they're, they're the hottest team out of the two right now. Uh, St. Louis dispatched their their uh, series in six, while Boston swept and has been sitting around waiting. So, Title Town might be having another parade, man. Those entitled New Englanders up there. Yeah, All right, man, now, quote of the Boston. week. Our quote of the week comes from the world of boxing, and it comes from y'all homie Dominic Brazil who got hit with possibly the hardest right hand in boxing history <laughs> when Deontay Wilder almost took his life in the ring this past Saturday. The quote of the week, and he had a nerve to say this, I think the ref stopped it a little early. Dominic Brazil. No. You've seen slow motion. You've seen fast motion. You've seen memes. Get, you've seen everything chronicling this one-punch knockout. And this dude gets up and says he thinks the referee 
stopped it a little early. Now, the quote goes on a little bit, but that's the meat of it. That's the craziest part. He said, because I could hear him saying seven and eight, which you probably, you know, heard that in a dream. But he said, but that's boxing. He did his job and kept us safe for our next fight. I got on my feet and had my legs under me. It's the heavyweight division, so there's going to be big shots from guys with power. This was a situation where he landed a big right hand before I did. I thought I was going to come into the later rounds. I'll be back and go for the heavyweight title again. So after seeing this punch, after seeing this knockout a million times over the past week, is there anything in you, Jimmy, that says, yeah, the ref might have stopped this a little early? No, no. The ref no, stopped no, your no. life from being stopped a little early. That's what he did. He, he he prevented your life from being stopped a little early. Yeah. And I'm not even the biggest yeah, Deontay Wilder fan because I think his last name is very fitting for him. I think he's wilder than any heavyweight I've ever seen, or any heavyweight champion at least that I've ever seen. But his power is undeniable. And you probably, yeah. you know, how would the ref feel? You can't really let a human being get hit with something like that. And then just because he got up when you were on eight or nine, could let him continue. Like, so he probably did the right thing. And, dude, if he has them, his wife and kids probably thinks he did the right thing. He's just a prideful boxer, and he's just talking at this point. <laughs> it was crazy. All right, yeah. so that's our quote of the week. Our, our stat of the week comes from uh, the NBA Playoffs, and it's about Rodney Hood, who had a pretty good run for the Portland Playoff. Trailblazers in this uh, in this uh, playoff season. But Rodney Hood has, in fact, been swept out of the playoffs by the Warriors for three straight years on three different teams. So this season, Rodney Hood was swept, you know, as a member of the Portland Trailblazers by the Warriors. Last year, he was swept in the NBA Finals as a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers by the Golden State Warriors. And the year before that, he was swept by the Warriors as a member of the Utah Jazz. Um, I guess because my first thought was going to be Rodney Hood need to get out of the West, but he was out of the West for the second one. So it's really like you can't knock him for being on a team that went to the Finals. So there's really no advice we can give Rodney Hood besides – Get out of the NBA or join the Warriors. Yo, pull a Kevin hey, Durant. Good, good thing. <laughs> good thing about that is he's been. He, he seems to get uh, deep in the playoffs. Paul. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He gets deep into the playoffs, even on the finals. He can't escape them, even if he's in the east, in the east or west. So the only advice I have for him is, you know, can't beat him. <laughs> Do what everybody else does these days. That might be the only thing. If not. I mean, you might have a better chance at it next year, whoever you with, because, you know, if KD leaves, then this team comes back to the pack a little bit. And hopefully we won't be saying this stat about Rodney Hood for a fourth year in a row. All right, so that's our hot topics. Real quick before we go on to what happened this week while y'all were on the grind, man, you can check out our website at warroomsports.com. You can click on that Contact Us tab if you want to send a message about the company to show or to inquire about sponsorship and advertising opportunities for general inquiries, you can email us at info at com. Just browse the site, you know, buy some memorabilia, read some blogs, listen to the uh, podcast network and all the other great shows we have on the network. But if you want to talk to us right now, you can enter the 
JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Um, if you have a Blog Talk Radio account, it's easy to do. If not, you have to create an account. Or I think you can still sign in from your Facebook and Twitter accounts as well. Um, also, if you want to talk to us directly, you can hit us on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline, 323-410-0012. Just press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to holler at us. All right, Jimmy, what yes, the hell sir. happened this week? While everybody was out there trying to make that good money. Yes, sir. Why you might I, right? Unlike Dominic Brazil. <laughs> Probably still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Why You Were On The Grind is brought to you by Sports The Book. Bottom line, this is the greatest single sports book ever written, and you've got to get down with it. If you don't have it already, you can find it a couple places. You can go to sportsthebook.com, or you can go to the hub, warroomsports.com, and pick up the book, but you do not want to miss the movement. So it's time to talk about the things that happened this past week while you were on the Grisnae. Uh, as my homie uh, Young Young Zizi would say Oh no Who that Scrap say that Yeah Scrap Scrappy She's naive Yeah Yeah Shout out to all the people That watch um, You know Ratchet TV But um On, on the Grizz Naive Zeke Elliott On the Grizz Naive Zeke Elliott Was cuffed But not arrested At a Vegas festival I thought Zeke Elliott Was uh You know Taking better care of himself But it seems that he's You know He's still uh, He didn't get arrested now But just got cuffed But you know That's enough to make the news <clears throat> Funny thing is, Jim, he got – the whole thing was – it was like a misdemeanor battery. Uh, he was at some festival, and he pushed a guard, a security guard, to the ground. And they said when the officers approached him and placed him in handcuffs and was investigating the incident, it was that guy who he pushed who refused to press charges. So they, you know, basically uncuffed him and let him go. So dude probably was beefing at first, realized it was Zeke Elliott, you know, he probably a card-carrying member of Cowboy Nation <laughs> decided mm-hmm. this is more important than my pride. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and not press charges so my Cowboys have a better chance. And this is all speculation. I just made all of that up. Um, but <laughs> not the part about, you know, the guy not pressing charges. That is why Zeke Elliott didn't get in trouble. But, you know, I would if I had a guess, you know, there's Cowboy fans everywhere, so – I would guess he re- he recognized him, didn't want his team to get in trouble, and it is what it is. Like I said, we always yeah. been hearing lately from the Cowboy Brasses about how mature Zeke Elliott is now, and he's growing up fast and growing up right before our eyes. And then, you know, as soon as they're saying all that stuff because it's almost contract time, then something <laughs> like this happens. Like, come on, Zeke, don't mess up your money. Yeah, I hear shoving dudes. Yeah. Listen, um, next story I want to talk about is this, man. Part-time basketball player LeBron James, he uh, he partnered with Walmart to feed hungry families. So, Brian is out there. You mean, you mean producer so and philanthropist LeBron James? I don't know nothing about <laughs> Pro- basketball. Produ- producer, philanthropist, uh, hashtag more than an athlete, um, you know, which is a dope friend that he created because I've seen so many athletes using now jumping on that bandwagon. Hashtag more than an athlete. But more than an athlete, uh, LeBron has partnered with Walmart to Hungry Families. The funniest, <laughs> funniest joke I saw on this was uh, our brother Tobias already called in and said, half of those families he's probably work at Walmart. Um, 
know, with they paying people at Walmart, inside, yeah, they would ass. be the hungry families. Yo, <laughs> that's a great point. Inside, that's a funny ass joke. You know, although I read somewhere <laughs> that it's only the low people on the, the, the very low of the end that uh, don't get paid. They said the average Walmart manager makes like a buck eighty. Damn. It's just, I know the, that. It's just the it's just the underlings that don't get no bread. I'm about to go to Walmart. <laughs> See what but they the about. I mean, the uh, managers. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they got to give they, LeBron props on this because this is like less than a week after he announced a $1 million grant to promote physical activity for the students at his school, the I Primus School in Akron. Um, so, you know, now he's, he's going to be a leading spokesperson for this venture with Walmart, and it's called the Walmart – uh, fight hunger, spark change campaign, um, which raises money for feeding America uh, through the purchase of participating Walmart products. So shout out to Brian doing something else, partnering up with somebody else to help other people. Shout out to uh, producer yeah. and philanthropist yeah. LeBron James and former basketball And by the way, player. we were talking about it. We were talking about it yesterday, but for those out there who don't know, um, Got the audio book, Kindle book all out called LeBron Inc., which is a pretty dope read. It's not that long either, and it breaks down um, LeBron and his several business deals. And how LeBron – basically how LeBron got into the NBA and got got into business, more or less. So I think that's a pretty good read. But let's talk about the uh, Fab Five. We haven't talked about that in a while because nothing's really going on with it. But uh, Juwan Howard, remember that Fab Five? He's just been hired as Michigan's head coach. Now, Jawan Howard has been assistant in the NBA for what seems like forever. Um, right. I always wondered when he would get an opportunity. So I guess this is his way of kind of like, you know, working through the ranks. Hey, Coach, you right. a pretty good job, though. You might you might not his, even want to come to the NBA. His name was in the hat for the Lakers job, considering he was an assistant and a player with LeBron in those uh, Miami Heat championship teams as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's joining Penny Hardaway, Patrick Ewing, um, they, they're calling this a growing trend in basketball where they're bringing back ex-stars. Um, at this point, <clears throat> these stars are basically from the 80s and 90s, and now they're going back That's to yes, coach dope. their alma maters, um, which is pretty dope because <clears throat> if you look at it on the other side of what that can do for it, you can look right to Penny Hardaway, who's already Man. Um, got the number one recruiting class in the nation. That's saying a lot when – Coach K usually can just snap his fingers um, like he's standing yeah. for somebody and half the yep. other recruits will go away and all the good ones will come to Duke. He pushed Coach K down to the number two recruiting class just that quick because of all the talent that he can attract being who he is and, you know, having hey, a reputation with a particular school. So we'll see yeah. what Jawan can and do. And Penny, Penny put that work in the AAU rank too. Um, so right. So I just, at this he point, got credibility point, with those kids. Where, he can get the best I kids that, that were going away from the state, and now he can get them to you know stay in state and and rock with him. And now I just want to see where Imani Bates goes, but I got three years to uh, to see wait and see where that happens because uh, yeah, where, um, wherever you're gonna go, anyway. he's gonna go angrily. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be yo, real I'm angry when he makes his. Where my guy Sucker Punch Young Boy? Young Boy will be way too uh too uh yeah. strongly angry. It's yeah, coming. But um somebody somebody old school out there and they're not gonna go for those those antics. He's yo, angry he's a for freshman. no he reason. Know, 
I don't care. I don't even care if you are ten times better than me. Ain't no freshman gonna do that though, yo. But anyway, <laughs> um, salute to Jawan Howard, man. Um, it'd be interesting to watch and see how things transpire with him as the head coach. Um, because they they might throw him under the bus faster than anybody else. Uh, last yeah. thing to talk about real quick that that happened while you were on the grind. Uh, game well, of one thing though, finally one thing. Up. Um, just okay. one one point I want to make. Jalen Rose basically came out and he thinks that Jawan Howard going to Michigan is going to do a lot to get the Fab Five back together. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. See if they can get C Web. Basic, you know. About say the Fab Five together is just C Web, like. <laughs> the Fab Four. Without the best yeah, cat. Yeah, C Web is the only one. C Web is so trash. He's a trash human being. He won't be friends with him anyway. Anyway, um, the Game of Thrones finale is aired, and fans are up in arms as I predicted weeks ago. Um, here's what's interesting about that to me. So I'm, I'm somebody who watched since season one. Uh, we do have Brothers of the Watch, which is uh, you can find on our YouTube channel. Where we talk about Game of Thrones. We haven't done a recap of the last episode. We will, though. We've been talking about it. I'm about to say, I got to decompress and watch it a couple times. Yeah, we decompress and watch it a couple times. But um, what's, what's interesting to me is I had problems with it, right? So, but I have problems with every every episode. But people are so overwhelmingly drawn that. I found myself defending it, and I didn't even want to be the person to defend it because I had problems with the episode. But people were overreacting. And See, but it's not its not even just the episode. And let me put this out there for everybody listening as well. I've never – actually, I can't say I've never watched. I've, I watched the first episode of this last season. That's the only episode of Game of Thrones that I've ever seen. I fell asleep on that. I'm not saying that to knock the show. I was just tired as hell. And anything I sit down and watch after 9 o'clock, I'm going to fall asleep on so maybe one day I'll get around to it, but I don't. I don't really have the need, Jimmy, because being a part of this, you know, with the War Room Sports Game of Thrones group that we have, um, Brothers of the Watch. I watch those episodes as well, and you know, just considering that everybody who watches Game of Thrones spoils it on social media, like <laughs> I know more about Game of Thrones than the average person that's never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, and I'm entertained yeah. by it. Not even watching it so yeah. you know some of these conversations i can kind of get i know characters i know faces i know all that kind of stuff it's been that yeah, serious yeah so from my perspective let me give everybody my perspective my perspective is just watching timelines so not even just the last episode maybe for the last three episodes mm-hmm. is when all the complaints started and you yeah. know the timeline my timeline would get worse and worse every week and then when it came down to the finale episode the people who were already mad at the prior two episodes, they were just, like, livid. <laughs> like, they were livid because, I guess, you know, they didn't close it out in a manner where they thought was was correct. And a point that Jimmy always I, I makes think... to us in these conversations is you can never end. I mean, it's very difficult, not never, but it's very difficult to end a great show in a manner that's going to satisfy you know a lot of funny, people. Right? So, so here – Here's the thing, right? So I saw this happening because I saw the momentum, and it's like anything else on the Internet. Once everybody jumps on one side, people just pile on, and then you'll have right. some people who are against it just for the sake of going against it. It's pretty much everything on the Internet. I can go on the Internet right up, right now and put up a picture of a stick, and half of the people will go off and tell me why that stick is stupid, and the other half will defend the stick, although this actually means nothing <laughs> to me. 
that's just what the internet is. But what's funny to me about this, I saw this happening, and once the momentum shifted in terms of how it was going to be trashed, that's what it was. But a lot of things that happened to and you know, are what people predicted. I'm like, so you knew this was a possibility, but you're so mad. The other thing I thought about right. in reference to what you just said is, I don't know any shows that I've watched that I've liked the ending. I hate it, and that that includes sitcoms, by the way. I hate the way yeah. Martin ended. Um, I hated the way uh, How I Met Your Mother ended. Uh, you talk about dramas. I think you know me. I hate how Seinfeld, Seinfeld ending was trash. Super Martin really never trash. ended. Uh, it turned into the Pam show. <laughs> I guess the Wire was okay. The Wire was okay. I thought Breaking Bad was absolutely trash. I, I, I don't. And it's funny because my, my wife is a TV addict. She watches pretty much everything. And I asked her, I said, "Can you give me one show that ended well for you?" And she was like, "No." I'm like, so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what they did. Hurry. Yeah. I mean, I first of all, you're in your. Well, this is what people don't realize anyway. First of all, if you've spent years, you know, building a love for something. You're already in your feelings that it's ending in the first place, so you're already ready to be critical because you're already just mad that it's going away. And then with Game of Thrones, it's kind of like, okay, they took the hiatus, so there was an extra year in between, and it makes it even worse that you're not satisfied because everybody's going back and saying, oh, well, they had two years to do this, they had two years to do that. But it, it was a whole interesting situation because we talk about hot takes all the time. And, you know, hot takes aren't reserved for sports. Because a lot of the stuff no, not that you all. named, and I didn't really like the ending to shows that I watch, I still love the show in, in retrospect. Yeah, there are absolutely. people who, absolutely. Who, who love this show but are acting like they're just totally jumping off board because they didn't like how it ended. I've seen people say, I wasted eight years of my life. I'm like, but you talked about like this trash. show every week of those eight years. And for us people who didn't watch the show, you told us how stupid we are for not watching the greatest show of all time. <laughs> and you're going to let three episodes, you're going to let three episodes say that you wasted eight years on this. Like, come on, that's hyperbole if I've ever seen it. I saw Yo. people getting up the next day, reading everybody on Facebook, except for the writers of Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, great day oh to everybody, God. except for, I forgot their names, but when I saw it, yeah, I knew exactly David who they were talking about. But here's yeah. what's crazy, right? So so, so, <laughs> so, part of the success and part of the love of the show is also kind of what, um, what hurt the show. And what I mean by that is, it was a well-written show with not, a, there's no main character. So there's probably like 10 to 15 people who were our quote unquote main characters, right? Right. So the so because that, that's what show, I hear a lot so that too, means, Jimmy. Like when people are, get mad, they be like, "Well, who do you think should have gotten the throne?" So that, that's exactly. The so the I thing is, the now when you have ten people who are main characters, you have everybody is team this or team that. So you're going to piss somebody off anyway, right? So that's the first thing. <laughs> you're going to piss the se- nine the, out the, of ten people off. The second, basically. Yeah. So the, so the second thing with that same thing is because of the popularity of the show. There are things that go on behind the scenes which actually affect the show, such as the show is so popular, you have 10 people now asking for a million dollars an episode. There was literally one of the characters whose name is Cersei who did nothing this past season but pretty much look out the window and said maybe a couple <laughs> words, and she got a million, she got a million dollars an episode. So one of the Dude. reasons why the show had to end or whatever is because the finances started getting so crazy because like people were demanding this based upon the success of the show. So Yo, you, that that's crazy, that though, because when I sit at home and look out the window, 
I probably lose money while I'm doing that. <laughs> like, like if I could be doing so something got, else, you know what I mean? I'm sitting wasting time got, looking out the window. But she's one of the main. She's one of the main. Like the show doesn't work without her, so she got gross right. overpaid pretty much the entire season. So it's it's crazy. Like the success of the show and the the reason why it's successful kind of hurt it. Like you know, on the outside and on the inside of the show. But at the end right. of the day, um, you know, like what you just what you just said is the greatest point of all, which I haven't made, and I have to go into the group and make that. Like some of you guys are throwing away the whole show based on three episodes. Meanwhile, right, right. you know, your, your husband your, your husband cheated on you three times, but you're still with him. But that's either here nor there. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I saw some crazy things, and it, it was shocking to me because I'm like, yo, this was the same person. You couldn't tell them nothing about Game of Thrones. Like, cause I was never one of the people. Cause you know, for some reason, Game of Thrones became so popular that there were the people that didn't watch it. They started to wear that as a badge of honor. So you would see people loudly yeah, proclaiming, yeah, "I've never yeah. seen one episode." Like I tell you that I've never seen yeah. an episode because I've never seen an episode. I'm not saying it because yeah. I'm puffing my chest out. Like I've never I seen that. an episode of that shit. Like it's like I didn't but, understand but I guess, that. I guess, but you know how it is, Jim. When you love something, uh-huh. the haters will come out, and and that's exactly Absolutely. what it is. It's the but whole dynamic crazy, around right? the show to me is amazing, man. How it makes everybody guess feel guess what, is amazing. Guess what's about to happen now? So what happens now is the last season of Power is getting ready to start. So they about to start going in on this too. Although Power probably should have ended two years ago, but girls about to be tra- yeah. Power should have ended when um you know Fifty got burned to death and didn't get burned to death. Yo, <laughs> he got burned to death and stabbed in the heart. And beat up. People forget that part. He got stabbed in the heart and the building got lit on fire. My man walked out and they got a with a better crew. He popped back up with a better crew. Well, how did I, I gotta hurry up. But anyway, I didn't even watch the the last season, so they, everybody's building up. I couldn't even watch a Breakfast Club interview with Notori and and what's the name because I didn't watch last season yet. Patty. I know they probably was spoiled. Got some patty balls. <laughs> yeah, so I gotta hurry up because I do like to see interviews with 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 her. Um, yeah, her, yeah, her twin. It's, just, it's interesting but, uh, to me as an outsider of how Game of Thrones makes makes everybody feel, even the people who don't yeah. watch it. Like, why it's, are you crazy. proud that you that's never? Any, like, why do you have it, to? You know, because that? it's that's anything popular. That that is the, that is what we call the Kobe Bryant right. LeBron James effect, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Or, or anything somebody loves. Do you see how, you, you see how people? Yeah. Like, we, we we what we do here, we objectively talk about everything. But if somebody mm-hmm. if, if if we get on the somebody else somebody's team that's calling in, like they'll come in and take a shot at one of our teams because they didn't like. Mm-hmm. What we, like, okay. And then some people yeah, out there much. for no reason, like they just hate on your teams, hate on your city because they know how you love something. It's it's just human nature. I don't understand why. Listen, but. man, for our listeners out there, I'm going to give you a bit of advice right now. In life, nothing is as bad as people say, and also nothing is as good as people say. The truth usually is somewhere in the middle, <laughs> and that's pretty much with everything. And, and Rob mentioned it earlier when he's like, man, you guys talk about it different than everybody else because it, most of the stuff is just hyperbole, man. Like, it, it always falls somewhere in the middle. Like, and I think that this this playoffs is the absolute like it's been getting this way, but these the playoffs worst we've ever just seen, yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's, I think it's hit its apex, and it has to like come back, has to regress some back to the mean or something. Like it has to come back down because the hyperbole is just ridiculous. The Milwaukee Toronto hyperbole is like come on, cuz from game to game. Yeah. And and but the it's, thing it's is, crazy. the thing is though, Jim, if you think about it, 
nothing really happened. Yeah, they won two games at home, and then Toronto won two games at home. That's usually what happens in yeah. series, like especially like conference finals, finals. That's usually what happens because you have the two best teams in the conference. They won two games at home. They then they came back and won two games at home. That's usually what happens. Yes, like. <laughs> yeah, but this whole thing of this is the the best team they're going to win the finals. He's the best player in the world, and he's the best player in the world. This whole thing Yo, is like, and I understand they got Giannis, to fill, and they trying to get people excited. Giannis and you know, Kawhi go man. back and forth, game by game. Not even just since this series, but since probably the second round of the playoffs, they've gone back and forth every game as the new best player in the world. Yo, Especially I since KD got her. yesterday. <laughs> because he was in it too. Yesterday that, that Giannis has been exposed and is as a fraud. I'm like, really? <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Really? Yo, but the, when when KD was frying in the beginning, and people were questioning yeah. Steph and his legacy, now Steph's yeah. legacy is like Yo, now, now he he's Steph like is Mount Rushmore. He, he, yeah, he's Mount Rushmore. He might be. The, he may have surpassed Magic as the greatest point guard of all time. Yo. Y'all were Yo. saying a whole different thing about him when KD was playing, and that was only like four games ago. KD played Yo, like four or five games ago. Shit like said <laughs> yesterday that Steph Curry's legacy, Steph Curry, his legacy has a better legacy in resume than LeBron James. And I generally don't even agree with uh with Kendrick. They were Perkins, calling Steph although a playoff I'm choker like a couple weeks ago who yes. had the benefit Yo, of playing on a great what's team. What's funny is. Kendrick Perkins is irritating, but I think he's irritating. I'm actually starting to like his irritating. So I find him yeah, funny I've, for some reason. I think it's the way I think some of his the way stuff he has been a little positive for me lately, especially on that. I think when you get on that show, people who didn't mess yeah. with you before will start to mess with you if you give any, if you, you know, pushback. That's true. That's to true. The, to the crap that that's true. Shitlock is talking. That's true. About. So Shitlock yeah, made me so like him. But I. I think it's a combination of that, and I and I laugh at his accent, although that's not I mean, you know, that's that's how he talks. But it sounds yeah. funny to me, like this big black. How he and James the Harden in the same position, like their big <laughs> beards make you forget how little their mouths are, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but but Kendrick Perkins is funny. Another thing is funny is when he started reading off LeBron James' resume, I was like, damn, Brian resume, all that. Like you know, <laughs> Brian has a resume, but when you hear someone read it out though. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know someone has a resume, but when you hear it, like, read out, you're like, damn, 15-time yeah. All-Star, four-time MVP, three-time Finals MVP, like, nine-time Finals MVP. I'm like, yo. Another thing Perkins crazy. does, if none of that works, if it all, you know, if all else fails, then he just thought, I know for a fact, because he played with all these dudes. <laughs> that, that's where he goes. He told me, but I'm like, all right. I, I see when it's not working for you, Perk. You're just going to go to the – I know now, for, a fact. Say, for a fact. For yeah. a fact. Yo, yeah, so yeah. I'm starting to bang with Kendrick Perkins only on that show. I probably don't want to see him on no other show or have a show by himself. Please never do that. Um, yeah, Cat Mobley don't was, leave Cat and be, was uh, a full gray. I find him funny too. What's the dude? Um, Hollins. Lionel Hollins. Yeah, oh, don't go anywhere God. and – by yourself and be him. Oh my god! Stay on shows that oh where I hate god. the other dude. So I'm cool with Perk yeah. being on with with Whitlock. I'm cool with him being <laughs> on with Cowherd, Clownherd. I'm cool no, with him being on with I'm Skip. Thinking, <laughs> Skip, I'm dying laughing because I never I never picked that up until you just said that he definitely does that. I know for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, when all else fails, he's just like, all right, let me go, 
Let me play the. I played in the league with these dudes' cards. Uh, I know for a All fact. Right, so that's hilarious. Be- <laughs> before we get that's into what happened uh, while you were on the ground, oh. man. Like, can we get some quick birthday shout out stuff? And y'all look out for this too. Um, you know, we we man, we stay teasing this podcast that we never do. We're gonna do this podcast. We're gonna get. We're gonna take a deeper dive into the the effects on society that Game of Thrones has. <laughs> I'm very interested yeah, to have that conversation yeah. with a lot of people. Yeah, um, I mean, I know for a fact we're gonna do it. <laughs> for a fact, because I know the people. Um, all right, so quick, quick, we got a couple of birthdays, actually a few, just three. Um, birthday shout out to Buck Showalter. Uh, he turned 62 years old. Spike shout birthday, out Buck. Yeah. Uh, Marvin, Marv, <laughs> marvelous Marvin Hagler turned 65 years old. Marvin Hagler was in the ring for probably a couple to a few of the greatest fights I know I've ever seen. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and speak for society. He's been in some of the greatest fights you all have ever seen too. Shout out to marvelous Marvin Hagler, 65, and we'd like to give a rest in peace Spike shout out. Yay! Um, man, this is somebody that you know, not on a personal level, but uh, we knew him, met him, have you know been around him, watched his career because he's he's a Philly youngin, uh, and I'm Ooh. talking about Rasul Butler. It would have been his birthday today, but rest in peace to him. Of course, he was born May 23rd, 1979, and he uh, passed on in a in a car accident um, on January 31st. 2018, and like I say, he's he's only a couple years younger than us. So when we were seniors, you know, playing in the in the mm-hmm. public league of Philadelphia, um, he was on the scene. He didn't play in the pub. He went to Roman, didn't he? I think he went to Roman. Yeah, yeah. But he was yeah. on the scene. He was on the basketball scene around that time. So we definitely started to hear of him back then. Watched his whole career. You know, watched him come out with a pretty good career. Um, rest in peace, shout out to Philly's own Rasul Butler But before we get into this NBA rap, man Y'all know the drill, y'all can check out our website Warroomsports.com But if you want to call in and speak with us About anything going on in the NBA Just dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline At numbers 323-410-0012 Press 1 when prompted But if you're already listening from your phone Just press 1 if you want to holler at the generals Let's talk some b-ball Yes, sir. And it's time to talk about this thing of ours. And this is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, of course you do. And you don't want a Wix site. You want a custom site. Here's how you get that done. DigitalExtremeTech.com or you call 267-205-4203. Tell them you heard about them through us and you shall get a specific discount and get your website hooked up. Remember, DigitalExtremeTech.com and 267-205-4203. Thank you, Digital Extreme Tech, for your support of the War Room. It's now time to talk about this St. Laval. And um, shout-out oh. to uh, Skyview in the chat room. He said uh, Marvin Hagler is actually married to his cousin. You never met him, though. My question to you, Skyview, is, you know, if she had some issues with him and she called you down there to handle that, would you go handle that <laughs> without, a, without a weapon? <laughs> Or would you have to take a weapon? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's getting a little old, so, you know, he, he might not be as quick as he used to be. But, you know, 
He might that not be that quick, but if he land one, fist be rocks. If he land one, <laughs> it might not be that fast, but if he land one, yeah. Listen, listen, Marvelous man. Marvin. Listen, man. Listen, man. Uh, y'all, man, KD um, and 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 Chris Broussard <laughs> have been going back, um, which is crazy. Because um, Chris Broussard yo. pretty much. Chris Broussard said what everybody else has been saying. Um, Katie took exception to it in terms of what his legacy is with Golden State, considering what's going on with Golden State now. And he was just like, you know, playing a what-if game. What if Golden State wins the finals and, you know, without Katie, what's he do for his legacy? Everybody's asking these questions, right? This right. Is all I K- KD kind of so, called him out on his hyperbole because he said something, something. And KD was like, yeah. whoa, whoa, it's going to be that serious. But it's KD yeah. being in a sensitive bag again, man. You cannot, you cannot just, like, respond to everybody on social media who says something about you. But he's been trying. Because if you look, like, there's been, this one yeah. is the one that's highlighted because it's with a TV personality. But KD's been, he's been responding to a lot of people on and, Twitter and, and Instagram I preface in the last this week conversation. or so. I want to... I want to preface this conversation by saying this. Like, I recognize that it's easy for me to sit here and say that because yeah. I can't I can't lie and say that if I wasn't in his shoes and people was taking, like, pot shots at me and saying stuff that I wouldn't respond because, you know, sometimes we respond to trolls on the Internet, even with our, like, you know, a small platform as, as in comparison to what KD has. So oh, I get it. I've I had dudes ask for my address so they can come across the country yeah, and dudes, kill me. dudes have made death threats for death. Right. <laughs> Like, you know, they want to bomb his house because of, like, comments online. So, like, I, I, I totally so much get I responded. it wanting to respond. So, I just wanted to preface. I want to preface by saying that. But at the same time, um, with that platform he has, you have to understand, like, yo, this is somebody in, in, in their mom's house sending this. They'll never see you. Like, just leave stuff alone now. When it comes to – because the thing is, it's not just Broussard. I saw KD responding to, like – Fan fan pages yeah, on like, like IG Joe Blows on the street. And the thing is, yeah, he wasn't feeling it's kind of crazy that KD is this sensitive, Jimmy, and and he takes things this way because KD got passes for a very long time with fans, media. That's because everybody at the time was hating and putting all the pressure on LeBron. So he used to get a pass. Remember the only time that somebody in OKC wrote something halfway negative about him. He went and retracted it the next day because KD got mad. I'm like, yeah. you got a pass for a long time, dude. Like, now, what did Jimmy say early in the show? Heavy is the head to wear the crown. And a lot of people, you know, some people yeah. think you do wear it. A lot of people think you don't wear it. But the fact that you're in that conversation now, you're getting fitted for that crown. If it's too heavy for you, <laughs> Then we can go ahead and take that back, but you, you you can't get mad at everybody. But he and Broussard apparently have this relationship where they get on DMs and they they argue. And Broussard, you know, letting him tell it, he said it's not always about basketball. He said they've talked about life, they've talked about religion, they talked about all of that kind of stuff. And Chris Broussard used the term text. So Kevin Durant. Being the you know spiteful person he seems to be at this point in his life, comes out and says, "Ah, that's cap, 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 cap," because this dude ain't even got my number. 
So that makes the people who are pro Kevin Durant and anything he says and does believe exactly what he's saying. Broussard came out and defended himself. He's like, okay, a DM, the text, it's all the same to me. We're having private conversations was my bottom line. And we, you know, he's like, I have in my phone at least 60 conversations, most of them initiated by Kevin Durant, either because of something I said about him or we talked about other things. I personally, you know, I believe Broussard. Like it's, it's a like Kevin Durant has gotten down to the point in this situation where it's it's semantics now, because a lot of us old guys will say something like that. The fact that if I send you a DM on Instagram, Jimmy, or a DM on Twitter, and I go to my phone and I basically do it with my thumbs the same way I would with a text, my old ass would probably call it a text at some points too. So yeah, it was, no, it was a game yeah, of semantics. So he tried to play Chris Bruce. But here's my thing, though. I think I think both of them are right, right? Because I do think that in, in Broussard's defense, he, I mean, for him, that is a text. It is a text. But I also get with like not what Katie was saying because he was trying to play him. But there is something <laughs> more intimate about texting someone than inboxing them, right? right. To me, at least. Right. No, like, no, and I agree with that too. Like, I agree with that too. And and I think I think the intim- the intimacy comes in the fact that. On social media, you always think anything that you say when you think you're saying it private could at any minute be put out there because it's not in your hands. It's in a social media platform's hands. So that's how I look at it. I don't know how you look at it, but I think texting is way more intimate, way more secret, way more private. Yeah. But at the same time, you do the acts the same way. So if you happen to say text, you know, just because that's what you said while you were talking – like let's not get into semantics and like, oh, you ain't got my number. Yeah. Like, calm down, cuz we've been talking. And I, and I say all that. I say all that, and I just want to remind um, all the ladies out there listen to our show because ladies love our show. That my inbox is open. If you want to send some um, some pics, you know what I'm saying? It is open for a pic. So just just the FYI at, at JW the Blueprint. But um, no, but pick, I, pick. I, I think that it was uh, they both were right. <laughs> they both were right. Yo, send them the Tari Nautons right to my inbox. But anyway, uh. It's um, but an, another so thing, though, Jim, right. if Broussard's not going to be petty, then he needs to stop emphasizing the fact that I got 60 messages in my phone right now. If you ain't going to show us, then shut up. Like, like if you're not going to be petty, because he, keep, he keeps saying that, but then says, but I like Katie, and out of respect, I'm not going to – then shut up. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Because if we're talking about out of Just respect, then maybe it's disrespectful that you kind of put that – Maybe something he wanted as a secret yeah. out there. Maybe he don't want us to know that he runs and talks to y'all privately because he don't like what y'all say. Maybe he think, you know. How about this? You think Katie is slandering you on <laughs> Katie let his hands go on your dumb ass. You talking about out of respect. <laughs> but anyway. All right, out of, all right exactly. Yeah, out of respect. He doing that because he knows you, you going to do that. So I, but yeah. you know, you know cause it's crazy, right? Because I, I, you know, I spend a lot of time on IG, you know, double up in the buns and whatnot. But I, I've seen people with celebrities like troll them, and then a celebrity responds, and a celebrity will cuss their ass out, and then they respond like, "Ah, oh, I got him to respond." Like their whole thing is they want the attention. That's all they're trying to do. So yeah, so it's like you can't win anyway. Even if you like slap back and you 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 play their whole life away, but you respond they <laughs> made their whole life. Like they still basically. Before you did that, they basically got a group of people around and said, "Watch this," and you did exactly what they, Yo, what they said. I got a homie do. that did it. So my, 
My homie uh, Columbo, shout out to my homie Columbo, the one who made the man law rap. Like he oh he God. he is a complete troll. He's a complete Yo, troll. So I saw his him name yesterday. almost made my obituary because he was about to be the reason I died the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he's a complete internet troll, right? And he tells me he's a troll. He's the one I got that uh, troll house cookies for. He always told me I'm serving these cats these troll house cookies. <laughs> so I saw him yesterday. I saw him yesterday on Instagram trolling Cassidy. And he just kept doing it to be a smart ass. He, to him, it's fun. When he's at work, board, this is what he did. So he did it yesterday, and the people responded, but you were on my page, though. And he said, I got you. But his whole thing, he did the same thing I see people do. Yeah, but you responded. Get off my dick. Like, I'm like, yo! <laughs> you trolled him into responding yeah. to you just to tell him to get off yours. Like, but this is but what my point in saying that is, once you get to a certain level as a celebrity, you guys like you guys just let it go. Like you have to. And KD is probably not probably KD is a top three in terms of like a uh, popular NBA athlete. I would say KD, Steph, and LeBron. Right? Would you say the same? Probably, yeah, yeah. In terms yeah, no of popularity, doubt. not game popularity. No doubt. It's yeah, so, and you know, maybe Harden because of the beard is is mine. But I know there's probably three. So with that being said, like Steph don't respond to nobody. Brown don't respond. You gotta do the same thing. It's just right. you, dog. Hey, sometimes you, 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 you somebody gotta take KD's phone and his burner phones and whatever else he got. Sometimes <laughs> he need to just chill. So you gotta kill him with success. But overall, the other thing about this that, that I find overall funny is. is when KD was playing and he was cooking and the whole media and the internet was giving him a blumpkin, it's okay with that. Like, you can't... Yeah, his whole attitude changed. Ways, he was nicer in the press conferences. Yeah, you're not going to always be great, dog. Like, you're going to have off games. You got the good with the bad. Like, this is the, their job is to, you know, to build you up, tear you down, and build you right back up again. Like, that's what they do. And if you understand that, you know, it's it's, it's a relationship. So, All right, you know, because you see what's happening now. He's not there. Thing. They're winning games. Steph is, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread again. KD might come back in the finals if his leg is cool. Get the finals MVP, and they're gonna be back on your job. So just, you know, do what exactly, you do. Exactly, exactly. Let your game speak for itself. So that's the one thing yeah. you have going for you is you're probably better than damn near everybody at playing basketball. So <clears throat> let that speak for you. But uh. Look, another thing came out, and I saw a lot of controversy surrounding this, was the all-NBA defense team. Do so you have this? I know that um, I saw people pick the PG-13, but, but what's the overall list of the uh, first and second team? Um, the, the, I'm, I'm tripping. But the uh, defense, the first team all-defense was um, Eric Bledsoe, uh, Marcus Smart, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, uh, Rudy Gobert and who did I miss? Who did I leave out? I think it was Paul George. Yeah, Paul George. So that was the first team. The second team was Draymond, Kawhi, um, Joel Embiid, Clay Thompson. Shout out to him for making his first All Defensive Team. And who was the other guard on that team? It was. Wait a minute. I got it right here. Got it somewhere. Of course, everything acts slow when you need it. Either way, <laughs> before I get that last person, like Jimmy said, there was a lot of controversy surrounding it because a lot of people were thinking that the second team should have been the first team or, or at least could have been. 
um, with Say You. I mean, what a lot of people Man. also don't realize, like, these awards are for one season. Like, we're not saying because yeah. a lot of people on our page, it was our Drew Holiday at the other guard. A lot of people on our page was like, you know, how is Kawhi Leonard and, and Draymond a better defender than anybody on the first team? Yeah, but we know also that a lot of analytics go into this. Um, the, the people who vote on this listen to all of that, defensive win shares, um, this and that. But I also and think the fact that, that like, Kawhi Leonard only played like sixty games this season, you know exactly. that that hurts his case like as well. It's also like playoff bias, right? So the first right. thing I saw was like, damn, Kawhi made. Then I thought about it. I'm like, well, what's in my head is what Kawhi's been doing recently. So it's kind of like recency bias. Like, so I have a bias right. for Kawhi because this playoffs he been he, he been like you know doing his thing. But when I think about how many games he missed, he was you know on low management exactly. most of the season. It's That's kind right. of difficult yeah. to do that. So, and and at sixty games, and and the fact that you know, of course, he didn't give it his all throughout the regular season. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if Kawhi wasn't on one of these teams. But people are just looking at who they know. You know, Kawhi might be the best defender in the league, and people are looking at it that way instead of looking at it as far as the what season. was actually done in this particular yeah. season. I, I but shout out to Clay because Clay had to is. complain to get on this joint. He's finally yeah, but on. Clay does play defense. The crazy part is Clay play, does play defense. When you watch them play, Clay be actually the thing about defense is all effort. Clay all should have been on one of these teams a long time ago, Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he's definitely he's a, he's the definition of what they call the three and D, Paul. Um, he's the definition <laughs> of that. So, salute to him, man. But to answer your question, though, like. I mean, you can make the argument for the second team, but the first team is solid too. But I think both teams, I think they're probably the best first and second defensive teams that I've seen in a while. Like, I really have no complaints with either one of them. But all these guys play good defense. So, um, congratulations to both first and second team because, I mean, Rudy Gobert has to be one. That's the first thing, right? I saw people go mad that it didn't be first. And I get that because it could have been. But when you're talking about a center in the NBA, like, that's all Gobert does. Gobert just catches lobs and plays defense. And I've right. literally seen him change games because he's trying to block everything. Like, he draws too. He wants to block every shot. And, I mean, you also have to realize um, not only that that all that he, he did, but you can say the same thing about Embiid. And, and that's for the defensive team and – in a, in a few minutes when we talk about the All-NBA teams. And B plays 64 games this year. So yeah. it's kind of difficult when you have people that are close to the same level. That has to factor into it. Like if you missed a bunch of games, then you can't, you know, you kind of got to dock them points for that. If there's somebody, if there's nobody out there like, okay, it's clearly this guy and there's nobody close, then the games won't hurt you as much. But if you have somebody close, you can't say if Joel Embiid misses a ton of games, even if he was having a better defensive season than Rudy Gobert, which I personally don't think he did, um, it has you have to take that into account. Yeah, I think Joel Embiid yeah. might be a more versatile defender than Rudy Gobert. Rudy is, you know, mostly you bring it in here. I'm I'm getting it out of here, or if I'm guarding you, I'm getting it out of here. And Embiid is the type of dude he get 
gets caught on switches, and he does a great job guarding people of different positions when he has. He to. does. That's that's not a consistent thing because they're not going to you know get that type of switch every play, but. When he does, he does a pretty good job of it. But then, like everybody in the NBA, Embiid got them nights where he just flat out get cooked. So <laughs> that's life. You you haven't played basketball at a real level if you've never got cooked before. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the absolute truth, man. So congratulations to man both of those teams because that is one of the uh, the better locks. And I saw it like putting in the lineup for it, man. I'm like, it's tough. It's tough. Yo, real quick though, and I know that um, you know it, it's not part of our uh, discussion, but did you see that um that Kawhi the Kawhi uh campaign that's going on in Toronto? Oh yeah, it's crazy. I saw somebody trying to give him a free penthouse um to stay. There's <laughs> all kinds of stuff. He he'll he, like, he I, never I, has to pay to eat in that town again, and that's even before yeah. winning anything. That's just if he stays. So, I, I shared it a couple times in our group, and I thought that nobody going to cook him. All right, cool. But there's a movie. <laughs> it's, called, um, um, it's called it's called Kawine and Dine. So someone has gathered together businesses, and they have a sticker. It's like Kawhi's face. It says Kawine and on it. And they're getting businesses to sign up and promise that oh my God. Kawhi stays, they will give him a service. So they're wow. all they're planted on businesses all in the center city of Toronto. There's barber shops, there's recording studios, there's law firms, there's several restaurants, there's Uber drivers, dry cleaners that have all said if he stays, he gets their service for free. That's right. Yo, I gotta firms. show you the photo of this penthouse loft um that somebody yeah. offered to him if he stays. Like yeah. he yo, I if he stays the there, he's gonna make an Uber amount of money. Because right now they hold his bird rights, and he's not gonna have to pay for anything. So basically, all that money he would lose in taxes, he gonna keep in free stuff. <laughs> Yo, the penthouse, the view in the penthouse is crazy. Uh, Simon Bass, who's the CEO of the condo store, said it's a multi-million-dollar penthouse, and he can have it for free if he resigns with the Raptors. Yeah, but the and the crazy thing, part the is, if I'm Ka- is Kawhi, crazy, I would seriously think about doing all this. Because that takes the pressure off of me. Y'all made a promise. I get here and we don't ever win anything. I want my free stuff. <laughs> I'm forcing my way out of town. Either either he either he really 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 wants to be in L. A. Because he's that big of a gangbanger, or because like <laughs> first of all, you're in the east. You're in the east, which means you can you're gonna be right back there again. It's probably well Milwaukee's young too. See, the east is starting to get a little tough though, which is interesting. It's like if it it's a little is. bit now, I, I might be I might be a little ahead of the curve, but it feels like the tide is is shifting, um, because people feel like it's, the West is always more dominant, and it's not true. Like I remember the Pistons, the six to six, just the like back in those yeah, days. Yeah, every everything, everything flows. You know, it switches. It's cyclical, yeah. just like the NFL. Remember that time in, in the NFL, like in the eight when we were growing, we were kids. The NFC used to dominate the Super Bowls. Like, the Super Absolutely. Bowls weren't even close. And then, Absolutely. you know, as we got older and we became adults, the AFC started to get a little stronger. But but mm-hmm. that league is, you know, that's the parody league. So, But, yeah, it, it's, it's at least the top four 
and and we'll have to see what it looks like in maybe like a place like Indiana when Oladipo comes back and see what they can do. Mm-hmm. But you know, so top four or five teams in the East can compete. So it's about to get a little yeah. more even after years of our complaining about the West being so strong. So. I'm so maybe, so maybe Kawhi might go back west. Like I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Make a move. Because also Brooklyn, with the season they had, the cat room they had, Brooklyn could be a problem yeah. too. So it's yeah, Brooklyn, but um, New York might. Kevin Durant and them might come to New York. Yeah, you. He, yeah, he, he might want to roll. <laughs> what he need he to do though? Whole, is just hedge his bet. Just, just ask the city if he's going to the Clippers. Ask the city of Los Angeles, or at least the portion that roots for the Clippers. Like, look, I need the same treatment here. I need a free crib. Nah, I need free food. Set up. What's popping? Right. Yeah, just set it up. He good. Yeah. So we we got about ten minutes left. You want to go over the NBA All Rookie Team? Yeah, let's do the teams. The rookies okay. and the and the All NBA teams. Everybody know what's going on in the playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. All right, so the um, all-rookie first team consists of Luka Doncic, Trey Young, DeAndre Ayton, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Marvin Bagley the third. Um, I was going to ask you what you thought about it, but let me give you the second team before we even do that. Second team, um, we call this boy SGA from the Clippers. Shy Gilligis Alexander, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, Colin Sexton. <clears throat> who threw the first 30 games, his teammates thought he couldn't play basketball. Um, Landry Shamit, shout out to him. The first half of his season was with um, our Philadelphia 76ers. Mitchell Robinson from the Knicks and Kevin Herter from the Atlanta Hawks, um, University of Maryland stand-up. <laughs> shout out to Savad and uh, uh, Billy Beige, <laughs> a.k.a. Hank. Um, so for me, I think they pretty much got this one right. Like the first team looks – Pretty good to me. Luca, Trey, DeAndre, Jaron Jackson, Marvin Bagley. Um, what say you? Any any objections here? Nah, nah. I mean, yeah. nah. I'm really nah. So I mean, it turned got, out to be a pretty good effect. rookie class too. I mean, yeah. The, the top five in that in that first team is strong, and then you had some surprises. Like I don't think anybody expected Landry Shamit to end up in. The the first team and the, and the second team. The thing is though, yo, know, I dug Landry Shamit from the start, and it's crazy. Out of all the players that the Sixers lost this season, trying to build the team up, for some reason, like I felt the worst about that one because I really thought his skill set was good for our future because he was a shooter. He's not a three and D guy because he can't really defend, but. Unlike the shooters that the Sixers have had in the last two seasons, he could be trusted to handle the ball a little bit. J.J. handles the ball. It's bouncing off his foot. Um, When we had (laughs) Bellinelli, you put pressure on Bellinelli, we were done. So he actually could shoot the rock, but he wasn't a liability when he he was run off the three-point line. He could actually dribble the ball a little bit. Um, I really like Landry Shamit. From the moment they drafted him, and I watched the, the the highlight package they had of him, I was like, "Yo, I, this dude could be he could be he could be a sleeper," and he's turned out to be that. So uh, much love to Landry. Shout out to you. Good luck over there, except for when you play the Sixers. Um, all NBA teams, <clears throat> and this is interesting because um, 
I'll read the names, but I'll read a question that Skyview had in the, in the chat room earlier. He said, um, are there, what did he say, three or two? I think he asked, are there three shooting guards in the NBA better than Klay Thompson? Um, I'm assuming he said mm. that because Klay didn't make any of these teams. But what I, what I would say about that, remember, this isn't always about who's better. There's people that, I mean, LeBron James made the third team. Are we really going to say that all of those dudes in the first and second team are better players than LeBron James? It's all about that season. And as good as Clay is, Clay will never be able to fully shine while, you know, you're playing on a team with Kevin Durant, Steph, Boogie Cousins yeah. when he's healthy. You know, so it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. times like this where and and I don't think Clay Thompson necessarily should be on any of these teams myself. But let me read the names for these teams and the first team all NBA consists of the three MVP candidates. You got Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Paul George, uh, James Harden. Those are the top three MVP candidates. And then you got Steph and you got the Joker um, as the big man. The second team, uh, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, and Damian Lillard. And the third team is... Where's the third team? Uh, Blake Griffin, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Rudy Gobert, and Kimber Walker. Real quick, Jim, before you give your your thoughts on that, I got to say that the predictive stat of the week from last week has turned out to be untrue because I went back and did the, the math. LeBron faced four in the years between 2011 and 2018, he faced four All-NBA first and second team players in the playoffs. Those players are Pau Gasol, when he played for Chicago, uh, Derrick Rose, uh, the IT for the Celtics, and there was one more. It's slipping my mind right now, but it was four. Even though with Isaiah Thomas, he only played against him in like one and a half games in the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals because he got injured. But Dame Lillard, Faced well, there's four on the list, but Kevin Durant doesn't count because he didn't play at all in the Western Conference Finals. So yeah, uh, Dame Lillard didn't face more first and team all in, first and second team All NBAers. Um, it was touch and go though. It could have been if if somebody like yeah. Russell Westbrook would have made the second team, and, and Kevin Durant would have played in a half a game in the Western Conference Finals. It would have been but I don't think a, a good prediction. Dame got swept. Dame got swept, so he's out of here, baby. So what are your thoughts on the, the teams? Any objections here? We um, we talked not, about not it all really. year, whether we thought LeBron would make one, and he did make three. Yeah, that was that. he did make one. But it, it's interesting because I was thinking about what um what he just said about two guards. I'm sitting there thinking about Bradley Beal and C.J. McCollum, and I'm like, yeah. would I take either one of them off Clay? I don't know. I don't know. Like It depends on the makeup of the team for me. There's there are scenarios yeah. where I would take them, and then there's scenarios where I wouldn't. And I'm glad Blake Griffin yeah. got his props, man, because his year went under the radar for a lot of people. He had a hell of a it year. Definitely was. We talked about a couple of shows like and like, yo, Blake, Blake proving a point that he can actually ball, man. But it's time to get and out. And another of here, man. thing, uh, Skyview, before we go, 
it doesn't go point guard, shooting guard. It just goes two guards. So, like, the third team, you got Kimball Walker and Russell Westbrook. Um, then you got Dame and Kyrie. So most of the people that made it over him were point guards. So really the only shooting guard that actually made it over him was James Harden. So you can say, no, there's not three shooting guards better than him, but Pretty there's much. a bunch of point guards that made it over him. <laughs> Listen, we got to get out of here. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the forum. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, those in the group chat. We appreciate it. And all the calls we called and got through, we appreciate those we didn't get to. We apologize. Tune in next week live right here or on demand as we get you ready for NBA Finals. Man, that should be amazing. We'll also well, get you well. on everything happening around the world of sports. So until then, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the start of your next week, and we'll see you right back here. Catch everything we do, all of our social media, our blogs, webcasts, network podcasts. Everything can be found on com. Get my sports to book at sportstobook.com or also on the hub at wolvensports.com. So next time, everybody, looks at mediocrity. He's steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.